And away they go. Wicklow Brave is tanking along for Paul Town in the coming there very strongly now. And Wicklow Brave sweep past the whole field in the county. Hello and welcome along to the At Long Shot Value podcast with myself, Liam Lenehan, and the owner and curator of At Long Shot Value, Aidan O'Hara. Welcome along, Aidan. Well, Liam, how's it going? Great. Half-packed for Tottenham at this stage. Yes, half-packed. Yeah, the countdown is on. Um, this the is quotes are after being removed from the attic. <laughs> surely, <laughs> you need the, surely you need the coat every day of the week at the weather at the moment. Well, actually, the forecast for the week of Tottenham is fairly reasonable. My brother... Text me earlier on today, knowing you know I have a, a, a capacity to get a sunburned head. Said pack the P20, and I'll, I'll be doing that. Oh, wow, 13 14 degrees looks like, which is nice. Yeah, bammy, a bammy 13 yeah, no, 14 that, that degrees. Is, if it's like that for the week, we'll be happy. Very good, very good, Aiden. And obviously, this is the second episode, the second um, preview of, of Cheltenham. We covered off day one and day two in our episode last week. Um, lots and lots of listeners. Thanks to everyone for tuning in. Um, and lots of very positive feedback on, on the podcast. So I'll keep those tweets coming into at Longshot Value. Um, Aiden also has put out a call out for questions on. And um, what we'd like to cover in, in in this show, we've got a number of people have have tweeted into at Longshot Value, so we'll get to them later on in the episode. So first up, we're going to have a look at uh, previewing day three. Then we're going to get to some of the, the the feedback and questions we've got on Twitter, and then we're going to going to wrap up with a look at the final day, day four. All right, Aidan, first up, day three, we have the Turner Novices Chase. Yeah, this is, uh, it's certainly been an exciting race to watch two of the best novice chasers we've probably seen for the last few years. Um, both nearly the same price, similar chance, should be a very good race. I like one, this maybe the second or third choice of Willie Mullins in this. I'm hoping he's going to go Gaylard de Menil, now it's another French name, hard to pronounce. But I noticed them finishing not finishing off the race in Leperson well behind Gallop and Deschamps is the favourite here. And if the race cuts up, which you know it, it could be only seven, eight runners, he's available 16, 20 to one each way. I think he's going to stay on maybe into third. And you just would never know. He he's good Cheltenham farm as well. So he looks the value at the moment, but it, it's a good race. Everyone is looking forward to this. It's a proper um Head to head of two very good, very good horses, Bob Ollinger and Gallop and the Champs. Lovely, and thanks very much. Second up on, on day three is the Pretemps Hurdle. Um, you have a couple of ones here you're looking at. Yeah, uh, the main one I like here is is, is part of what, what I'm, you know, the, the double green Trixie or whatever I'm calling it. I do like if the cap fits. I mean, he's, he's a proper grade two. It's similar to Carmi Lard that I was talking about on day two. Um, same owner this one is slightly older he's a 10 year old but he's after going down near a stone for relatively good runs he, even this year and his last run in particular was very eye catching I mean I think he's a proper grade 2 horse I mean he was running in the you know the grade 1 last year uh, and just his value is 25 to 1 on the day I haven't tweeted up him as a tip yet because on the day I think we'll get 5 maybe 6 places in this race and I'm finding it very difficult 
to knock him out of the six places. I, I think he's going to be finishing well, and I, I think he's got a chance of winning. I, I think he's the price might go down a bit, but we'll see how it goes. I'm hoping that we get five, six places. I really like him. Um, I mean, it's it's a tough race. We'll probably pick another one on the day. I, I possibly like third wind if the rain comes as well. It's around the same price. Bolshoi starts about twenty five to one, but we'll certainly be back in if the cat fits. And he's one of the, you know, he's one of my top two or three bets of the week. I'd say. Oh, unfortunately, Ruby Walsh has been mentioning them on every show that he's been on, so he probably won't be the only ones backing him. But at the moment, he's still still twenty five, twenty eight to one, which looks good value. And then obviously the future race on on day three is the Ryanair Steeple Chase. Um, Lost in translation, the how you're tipping? Yeah, I, I mean, I looked at this today. I, I kind of had nothing in this race, really. I mean, Alaho is really sharp price, and it's going to be almost impossible to beat. But this race is going to cut up. An awful lot of the um, next in the betting to Alaho are not going to run. And, I mean, everything has its price. Lost of translation has been poor this year in the main. Now, he did win his first race, and it was a decent race. If he was to come back to that, you know, he's he may be able to get placed in this. It's over a shorter trip than the Gold Cup. That's going to suit him. Decent ground is probably fine for him as well. But it's the fact that the race is going to cut up. There may not be many runners. He's 80 to 1 now with three places on Bet365. That looks value to me, just purely for the chance that if he comes back to his good farm from earlier this year, well, then he's going to be he's going to have a decent chance of placing. I mean, he's a high quality horse. He nearly won a goal a couple, a couple of years ago. He has been poor since. But as I said, everything has its price, and that's a big enough price to take the risk that he might he he might come back to a bit of farm. The stable is in better farm than it was for the last few months as well. Colin Tizard. So at that huge price, I'm quite interested in it. I mean, Alaho is you know very very. He's kind of most people's banker of the week. Well, the people that would like to be back and you know four to six on shots, which isn't me, I don't think, but he's most people's banker. But I'm probably going to go with last in translation. I might, I'll probably tip that up tomorrow or something just because we'd like to get that bet on because we're getting three places now. It's not out of question that there's only five, six runners in that race. And if you back it today or tomorrow at the 80 to one, even if there's only five or six runners, you still get three places, whereas you wait till the day and to say there's seven runners, you're only getting two places. And a horse like that, that makes a big difference. Yeah. Okay, well, I want to get on that one. I like the odds there. Um, the stairs hurdle next up. You had a, a pick on Twitter before Christmas, Paisley Park in a 40 to 1, and it shrunk massively. Yeah, and, and we're not going to we're not going to be doing much changing from that. I mean, I, I on that day, I, I put him up after he run what I thought was a really good racer. He was third behind Champ and time hill but it was he had been poor enough last year even though he was still third in this race last year as well but that looked to be back to the old paisley park and i thought it was great value because he had been 25 to 1 and on finishing third there the bookmakers actually pushed him out to 40 to 1 so i tweeted up immediately thinking i would have went the other way i'd have reduced his price because he looked you know he finished well he looked more like what he used to look like maybe two years ago and then now he's gone and in these last race in Cheltenham, he's beaten Champ and he's run a really good race and won well, even though he was left at the start. Now he's six to one. You know, we're 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 happy with our 40 to one each way. We won't be doing anything else in that race. Um it's hard to see any other value anyway. 
mean, Florin Porter is going to be hard to beat. Classical dream is probably the class of the race if he comes back to farm. But, um, you know, we're sitting, whether anyone who was followed the bet at the time is sitting on a nice bet um, at 40 to 1. And we're, you know, we're going to be watching that. Let us know at Longshot Value on Twitter if you have got on that at 40 to 1 before Christmas. Um, next up in the, the Mayor's Novice, Mighty Blue. Yeah. Yeah, I've got, this is one that I picked last year. I think we tipped up a 25 to 1 and it was a good third in the same race. And this is a novice race, so normally they don't come back because if they win a race, they're not novices any longer. But she's back this year because she's hardly run over hurdles since. And she's a valuable flat horse as well. She's 108 rate on the flat, which is really, really high quality. It's odd that she's even coming back just because of the, the value of a horse like that. The trainer has said this is her target, Joseph O'Brien. He's a good target trainer. I think she was third last year in which is and i think it was a better race than this race so similar form this year she's a year older a bit more experienced she should be improving the race isn't as good and the real what i really like is i think she's good on good ground and it looks looks fairly well odds on that the ground is not going to be soft like it was last year this now is getting to be one of my more confident bets of the week this mighty blue I, i think I think she's a great chance. And that's a big price. It's 20 to 1. I mean, I, I'm i not sure whether it will go down. It was back to last year. We, we tipped up at 25 to 1. It went off at something like 7 or 8 to 1. Might We might want to, I might tip that up tomorrow as well at the 20 to 1 just to be sure we get it. But I have a feeling on good ground. She has run once this year. She fell at the last upside. Not sure whether she was going to win the race or not, but that doesn't really matter. This is, will be her target. And she's an awful lot in her favour. I'm, I'm getting, that's one of my good bets of the week, I think. Lovely stuff, Aidan. And finally, the last race on day three, um, the Challenge Cup, the Camera Challenge Cup. Yeah, this is the last of our um, double green tricks, as I'm calling it. It's Janica. Janica is a, a high quality. Um, he's been running the Paddy Power chase for all those two mile five chases around Cheltenham for the last few years been running really well off high weights I mean he's just a high quality horse I know in, in this year's Paddy Power which is on in, in um, October he ran well again he was out the back but he did finish well and on when, after watching that I kind of was wondering what race you know if his handicap mark would come down a bit I was wondering what race he'd go for at the festival turned out Nicky Henderson has been targeting him at this um, Kim Muir which the highest rated in is one four five. That's all it's allowed to get in. So it, it looks like a plan. He needed to have a couple of bad runs to get down enough to get in this race. He's in it. He's going to have a good jockey on board. I, I think he's a class horse. I, I think he's a great chance. And he, again, he's twenty five to one. He, he'll be part of our um, three horses, the same colours, all kind of similar types. He's only nine as well. You know, it's not like. It feels like he's been around a long time. He has, but he's not. He's not an old horse. I think he's another one that's it's going to be difficult to knock out of the places. I, I'm I'm happy with that. Trixie, those three horses, and I mean these kind of things. I, I just think I can see a bit of a plan there. Obviously, it's not that simple, <laughs> you know. But just for me, they all look to be on very good marks, very similar preparations for what I'd say is a, a decent attack and trying to get a couple of wins at Cheltenham with classy horses and handicaps. How does they... I do like one other one, yeah, Elegant Escape as well. 
But um, we'll kind of see how that goes on the day. He's 33 to 1 at the moment. It's again, it's the Colin Tizard yard. He's a high class horse as well. The only 10. Um, Colin Tizard's son in law is only still, this is an amateur rider's race. I've seen his son in law has only started riding this year in amateur races. I've seen him a couple of months ago. He, he's definitely a decent rider. And I'd imagine he's going beyond this. And I mean, it looks like a bit of a plan. He's, he's rated 140. He would have been near 160 in the past. So again, it's a, a quality horse down in the handicap enough in this kind of race. He's a definite steer that we'd probably go with the two of those. And I'd be very hopeful. A lot of these won't stay. I'd be very hopeful that um, the two of those will come up the hill. And then how does day three compare to the first two days? What's the big difference in day three? Um, well, I mean, there's two big races, Ryanair and the stairs. It, it used to be, day three used to be the weakest day of all. Um, with the lowest crowd. It's actually sold out this year. I'd say primarily because of the double bank holiday. This year, three of the days are completely sold out. But I like this. It's it's all good races on the Thursday. Just since they've brought the Ryanair chases in, there's two real high quality races, a couple of really good handicaps. It's actually, they're all very good days, but Thursday has improved more than any other day. And um, should we enjoy them all? But... You know, it's it's this the, in the last couple of years the Ryanair and Stairs and all these very competitive, very good racing. Very good, thank you, Aidan. Okay, that's day three coming up next. We're going to have a look at the questions that have come in to at Longshot Value. Lots and lots of questions have come in over the last few days, and especially today, just before we came on air to record. Um, first up, Aidan, in from at. Caleb, uh, Caleb Donnelly do you prefer jumps or flat thoughts on Tornado Flyer in the Gold Cup will there be any pace in the race for his stamina to come to the fore um, well the jumps are flat I mean <clears throat> it's a complete no contest I enjoy watching the flat race in turn of the summer but uh, you know there's no comparison I much prefer the jumps I mean flat racing is fine but the jumps is just you know I love Cheltenham I mean, the build up to it it's a different kind of thing completely so I, I love the jumps and I, much more than the flat Tornado Flyer, I'm probably going to be going with him in the Gold Cup, as, it's, as it turns out. Um, I think he's been underrated in George. I mean, get into that when I, you know, we talk about the Gold Cup later on. The pace, that's the one possibility. I'm strangely enough, my other tip in the Gold Cup is a huge price, and I actually see somebody's asked the question. Maybe some of my picks are getting a bit obvious, but somebody's mentioned uh, a Mark Lanigan's also asked a question about Mellon for the Gold Cup. I have a sneaky feeling that if there's no pace in it, Mellon is a horse I like. I think he's a stayer. If he gets an easy lead, he, he could run a big race at an absolutely huge price. So I'm hoping Mellon is going to be the pace. And they're from the same stable. If Tornado Flyer needs pace, Mellon is going to be better in front. And surely it'll suit the both of them for Mellon to make the pace in the race. So I'm kind of hopeful. I'm kind of hopeful for, um, certainly hopeful for Tornado Flyer. Probably going to be back in them, I'd say. Thanks, Caleb. Keep the tweets coming in. Next up, we have a question from at Donks80. Um, which horses did you consider backing but waited too long and missed the price? Sure, that's happened to you a few um, times in. It has. In, in the past, there's been a few of them. Um, but this year, so far, there's not that many. Right? I mean, on the ropes in the um, National Hunt Chase, you know, I, I like that one from from a few months ago. 
he was 25, 20 to 1. He's 10 or 12 to 1 now. I mean, I'm probably, I have it already backed at the bigger price. I'm probably not going to end up. I think he's going to be a low price. There's those all the time. I, I tend not to worry too too much about those. Um, I mean, if I think something is value at 20 to 1 and it's backed into 10 to 1, I'd be annoyed that I didn't put it up at the 20 to 1. But, you know, when you're looking at long shots all the time, that that happens regularly enough, you know. Thanks, Ian. Thanks, Donks. Um, next up, Kevin Gill at Gilly Racing. Um, Kansas City Chief of 51 for the, the Carl Cup. I think it needs a few to pull out, um, but a Cheltenham specialist and was going well until it unseated last year. Yeah, he's, I mean, I mean, he's he's been running really well this year. He's gone a little bit up in the handicap as well, but I think the trouble with the Carl the Cup is about the toughest handicap of the year and there's some real high-class horses in it. I'd say he's going to be involved. So, you know, I'd say he, he'll be there. He travels well. He's going to be there, thereabouts, near the finish. So, I mean, the 50 to 1, is, you know, it's a decent price for something that is probably going to be involved. He's going to like the pace of the race. So, I mean, I, I think I put, I think I've called me Lord in that one. But, um, yeah, definitely chance. But the thing about Cheltenham, different than any other meeting, is there's way more of these big price horses that, do have a chance, you know, that have a chance. And actually, I'd say you'd get even bigger uh, than 50 to 1 for um, Kansas City Chiefs on the day. And I mean, he, he is going to be value. Anyone with course form, that kind of thing is value in those kind of handicaps. Lovely. Thank you, Aidan. And last question we're going to cover off today, even though we've got lots and lots have come in, was from um, Ollie Mitchell at, at Pushed Along. What makes the running in the Gold Cup? What do you think of Falcon 8 in the Albert Bartlett? I know we're going to cover that in, in next, but do you want to hold off on that yeah, one? Yeah, I mean, the Gold Cup is the same as I was saying. I'm kind of hopeful Mellon might make the running and we'll probably back him at whatever 66 to 1 he is and it might suit Tornado Flyer. So that's what I'm kind of hoping. It's possible... Mellon will run in the Rhine there. I mean, that will suit him as well. I, I think Mellon's going to run a big race in whatever he runs. I think he's in farm this year, but I'm hoping it's the Gold Cup. Falcon 8 in the Alfred Partners, I, ha- I had a good look at that the other day. Um, he possibly has a bit of class. I mean, I don't think I've anything down for the Alfred Bartlett yet. I had kind of thought he'd be one of maybe two that I was going to go for. So that's on the day we'll have, well, on the night before we'll have a look at that race. But at the moment, Falcon 8 is a likely pick I'll have in that, I'd say. I mean, he's a real high quality. He won the uh, Chester Cup this year off a high weight. He won it very well. So it's, he's, he's in farm. I know that's a flat race, but that's a, you know, he's a very good stayer. And Dermot well knows how to you know give a horse a break and come back after that. So he definitely have interest at a decent price. Lovely. Thanks very much, Ed. And keep the tweets coming in at Longshot Value. We love hearing from everyone out there. Um, that's it for the questions. Now we're going to have a look at day four, the last day. Okay, first up, we're going to have a look at the county handicap hurdle. Now, this is, um, this is one of our best races over the years. You know, we've got numerous winners and big price place horses in it. But I, I've mentioned on if you see our thing, I'm going to apologize to people in advance. I, I, I'm picking, I think um, I might go with Felix Desi in this. Just, I mean, he's a kind of a mad front runner. He was, uh, you know, he was a grade one horse a few years ago. He's still relatively young. Just, I thought I saw some hope in his last couple of runs. I, I think he's staying longer in the lead. He seems to be improving. 
he's gone down the handicap a lot. He's off a very good mark for, you know, was a very high quality horse. I, this is more, I have a few, this is a kind of a gut feeling selection. I think he may run well here and, you know, front runners would be suited as well. We'll see how it goes. I'm probably going to go with him. I normally pick two in it. It's going to be him. There's another horse I like that I've put up in the Supreme as our 200 to one bet in case he goes there. And, and by the way, he's still in that race. So we're kind of hopeful. That's now the question that that horse is going to run in the, not in the Supreme, in the um, Ballymore. But if he runs here, adamantly chosen is one I like anyway for the handicaps. So he could run here in the county or in the last race to Martin Pipe. I'll be going with him win only in whichever race he goes in and in the in the county. I think we'll go with Felix Desi with uh, at a big price, 33 to 1 at the moment. I think something in the 50, 66 to 1 is possible on the day. And I have a sneaky feeling he might run a good race. In the Gold Cup, obviously, you know, a famous, famous race with that roar that goes up, missing last year with, with COVID. Do you think it could be the loudest roar ever this year when everyone back at the track? Um, it will be uh, probably the loudest role being the Supreme when it all starts off first day, first race. But uh, it, this is uh, this Gold Cup is a really open Gold Cup. I mean, there's any amount of possibilities. There's eight, 10, 12 horses that could win it. So it's going to be a very good race. It's probably going to be a very good betting race as well. Um, I, as I said earlier on, when the question was that, I do, I do like Tornado Flyer. I just think he he's he's 12 to 1, but normally the winner of the King George, which is the second biggest really jumps race of the year. And he won that race well. And we, we tipped him up in that at, at 28 to one. So I, I don't really want to, you know, I don't want to desert him here. I think he's still overpriced here. That was his first real step up and trip. And it, it went really well. I think he's going to be more suited by an in, the increased trip here. And I think he's too big a price. Um, the, the favorite of Plutard is definitely the most likely winner. And I mean, he's short enough. But I don't really like Galvin or Milena Indo or Protectorat. Album photos, you know, at this stage getting older, he probably run well, but I think Tornado Flyer has a great chance. And as I said earlier on, I'm hopeful. I hope Melon runs in this. Number one, it's going to suit um, Tornado Flyer. But Melon is the type of horse, if he gets in front and he starts jumping fence as well, I, I think he is a stair. He, he's showed that a few times. So if he gets into a rhythm, I'm not sure how many are going to pass him. And I'm, I'm hopefully getting a big price, 50, 66 to 1. We might get four or five places. And tonight that um, will be good. I, I'm not sure I'm going to change from those two horses, I'd say, judging on the race at the moment. We'll see what the prices do on the day. But the way it is at the moment, it looks like I'll be going with Tornado Fire for the win and Melon each way. Lovely, lovely. And Melon's Cheltenham record is incredible. I mean, OK, he hasn't won. He's been second maybe you know, five times at the festival. Yeah, we'll be keeping a very, very close eye on that one. Um, the Hunter Steeple Chase, then, Aiden. You fancy a couple here? Yeah, I do. I like Bob and Co. Um, I think he's possibly the the, the, the classiest horse in the race. Um, I mean, you know, he has the amateur jockey on, and, you know, I, I mean, he, he's improved. That jockey's improved an awful lot this year. So I'm not, you know, it would have been maybe a negative in the past. I just I think he's possibly a, a fair few pounds clear of any of these, right? So he's definitely got a great chance. He's seven or eight to one. Um, I also like Jet. Now Jet lost his last race, so a uh, Hunter Chase, but he's really high quality. I mean, he, he ran an incredible race in the Grand National last year. We led most of the way, and he still finished relatively well. 
if something is going to win well here, it's, it's like Jet is going to have a really good jockey on who knows about pace. He could be a class. I, those two are, the, I think, the two classiest horses in it. I think Jet is great value at 16 to 1. Um, and I would not be surprised if he goes in front and stays there. I mean, he's he's a grade one horse only maybe a year and a half ago, which is, you know, it's very good for this kind of hunter chase. This is a lower level. So I'm very interested in Jet and Bob and Go here. I have a feeling on the day, Jet will be my main bet. And, you know, you might get four places. God, we might even get a bigger price. I'll be very happy. There is one in here um, that I've looked at before. He ran well in Pontestown last year in another one of these. And it's it's poorly right. We're going to be getting 100 to 1 on that. We'll see on the day, you know, whether I go with him or not. I, I check out why he likes good ground. It's just I, I, he, he travels well. And usually in this particular race, something at an outrageous price gets involved. And maybe it's going to be him if it's this year. But I do like Jet and, and Bob and Co. Very good, very good. Final race that we're going to have a look at here on today's podcast is the is the Mayor's Chase. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I like Ellie May. The price is, is too short now. It's only two to one concert. It's a very good race. I know people complain it's a new race, but it was a brilliant race last year. I think it's good to have a you know a proper uh, graded mare's chase. I mean, the 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 best value in it at the moment is another non-runner no bet is whether she turns up or not. If put the kettle on, turns up in this race, which is possible. I mean, they're kind of intimate. They're going to go for the champion chase, which she won last year. Um, it's a much more difficult champion chase this year. I think if she turns up in this, I, I think she's the most likely winner. So. She's available at, you know, up to 16 to 1. It's non-runner, I bet. She turns up, I guarantee you that's value. But to get that's certainly value. And she looks like she stays as well. If she doesn't, if she runs another race, you're going to get your money back. But I, I you could not back that and uh, taking advantage of the non, non-runner, no bet um, advantage in this race. I, there's, it's possible I, I, on the day we might have a look at Dalcita. It's currently 66 to 1. If there is to be a surprise... And something at a huge price to run well. She could possibly run well. But the main thing here is we'll take advantage of non-runner no bet and go for put the kettle on. She could be possibly a bit of class uh, compares to the rest of these. She's won, she's won two grade one races around Cheltenham at the festival. Anything like that farm puts her as the most likely winner here. And consider she's seven or eight in the betting non-runner no bet. That's that's definitely value. Well, that brings us to the end of what we're going to have a look at on, on the very last day at Cheltenham. Obviously, the countdown is on. Only a few days to go. A lot of excitement. A lot of big Irish crowd expected to travel over now. Restrictions lifted. Aidan and, and the whole party are going, making the return. Um, Aidan, I, I presume you're going to be tweeting from the track as well over the, over those four days? Um, ah, we will. I mean, we, we'll be, you know, I'll be looking at the, the, the day's race and the night before and the morning. And I'll try and get... Anything I'm doing, I'll be trying to get it tweeted, we'll say, before half 10, 11 o'clock. In the handicaps, the best time to pick horses in the handicaps for price-wise that kind of is around between 9 and 11 because the bookies tend to lengthen the, lo- the long shots, which is what we're looking at, uh, all around that time before they start contracting near the race. So most, nearly all tips will be going the night before and up to about 11 o'clock, obviously, then I'll be heading around 11 o'clock. I'll be heading into town and then heading to the races. I mean, you might, during the race, during the races, it's kind of unlikely 
you never know. I mean, you know, sometimes you just get an epiphany when you're there or you see a horse or something happens, the price goes out on a horse you weren't expecting to go out. And if it does, I, I'll tip it up. But generally you're looking at, you know, them being finished at half 10 the morning of the race. Well, thank you very much, Aidan. Make sure you get onto us now again on at Value. Tweet us in. Any, any feedback on the podcast or anything you want us to address on the next episode, which we are hoping to do, a Cheltenham review, maybe the, when Aidan comes back from Cheltenham, dusts himself down and, and is ready to go again. Um, keep an eye out for Aidan at the, at the race as well. If you're travelling over yourself, he might meet you for a pint. He might buy you a pint if he's had a few winners as well. So keep an eye out from over there. How you'll know is if you see a fella... Madly celebrating, um, you know, those double green, you know, big price winners. <laughs> yeah, that, that'll be me anyway. I'd be the bald fella jumping around the place. <laughs> Hopefully, as we like to say, we're the only ones, uh, the only ones screaming. You know what I mean? That's what you want. You want the big price winner that nobody else has. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Well, thanks very much, Aidan, for this evening. Thanks, Lane. And we'll be back again soon. Enjoy the races, everyone. And away they go. Wicklow Brave is tanking along for Paul Town in the coming there very strongly now. And Wicklow Brave sweep past the whole field in the county.